Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, Shay Ryan Douglas here from Earth Heroes TV. We are a conscious evolving media platform and today I'm really excited because I'm joined with Jason Reynolds from the Quantum Movement. He's on a massive journey sharing a lot of truth with the world right now. He's releasing videos and he's, he's really cultivating this community and this movement to empower people ultimately. And it's just felt really aligned to open up this conversation. And I'm just really grateful that he's here to join me today. And um, I just wanted to give a little bit of a background on, on the purpose of opening these conversations and having these interviews that I feel the relevance in the time on earth right now is extremely significant. So much is changing. We're seeing a lot of shifts um, internally, externally. And although we have information at our fingertips, censorship is on the rise and people are being shut down. And I just wanted to really honor that Jason has some valuable truths to share with the world to empower, inform, and also connect us to deeper levels of the truth of our reality, what makes up the fabric of this existence that we find ourselves in. And some of those truths are not necessarily what we want to hear, but potentially what we must hear in order to work through some of the deeper suffering, pain and hurt that we may be feeling on an emotional level, particularly with what's going on in the world right now. So Jason, I just wanted to thank you for joining me. Really excited that you're here. Um, and I'm pretty keen just to jump straight into it. You know, like I'm, I've been following your videos. You just released one this morning, all about good intentions. And what you share seems to be like hitting the nail on the head around understanding our existence in the world and what it means to be a human in today's reality. But I'm curious, how did you get to this point? And for those who are new to um, meeting you, like what, what was a catalyst moment in your journey? And what was the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome that has been purposeful to get you to where you are now? Thanks, thanks, Shay. So just, well, well, first of all, I know it takes a lot of courage to actually even create a space like this. It seems easy to get on a video and, um, and start talking, but just honor what you've actually created and, and provide a space to come and share what, what, I, um, what, what, what I'm experiencing. But it's a, a big question. I suppose it's a, it's a common one as far as what that catalyst is and, and what, it, what was the, the point that, that things change as it starts to rain here. So um, hopefully we can, um, hopefully can, the rain can move away, so I don't have to relocate. But um, to me, I think that's one of the biggest points that that keeps us suppressed. That keeps us suppressed. That we we're we're looking for one moment. We're we're looking for some particular point or catalyst that is going to change everything. And, and ultimately, you know, that becomes our very disempowerment because we're we're fed so much information and misinformation about how suddenly everything was an overnight success and. We remember in our own life those highs that we had and, you know, that the first New Year's Eve, the first kiss that, that we, we had and how amazing it was. And we try to recreate that, that, that moment again. And we spend so much of our life trying to relive 
dead moments. And it's, it's those particular moments, what, what I mean by dead moments is they've been. My, my invitation is into the, the present moment, is into where we're existing right now. So I, I looked at, I suppose, my life in a lot of ways in my earlier years in how much, I suppose, opposition, how much I tried, how much I forced, how much I wanted to be something or tried to be what I believed I needed to be in following others. Eventually, what, what it came down to is, is to realise the difficulty that there is in our own life to actually love ourselves. And when I say love, I don't mean in a, in a romantic way. I mean to bring ourselves to the primary focus of our own attention, to take complete responsibility for all of what we are and to recognise if we want to be infinite, if we want to be significant, if we want to tap into things beyond our own current experience, it's not a fleeting one. It's a choice. It's a stream that we live in. It's a river that we go down. We can't have, I suppose, what we've been led to believe, like these positive experiences and ignore the negative. Because what I learned is it's the negative or what we perceive to be negative, what we perceive to be dark, what we perceive to be um, you know, inconvenient, uncomfortable and denied in our life. It is where our growth is. The issue is for so many of us, we don't understand just a simple thing of how to navigate the darkness. And ultimately, we cannot grow, we cannot prosper, we cannot expand in our own life, and we cannot even make a choice until we become present to where we are at this particular moment. So for me, there wasn't any one moment. It's about being in a moment and... I think one of the things I've really learned recently is, you know, we all have these moments where we, we, we tend to have these moments of celebration that we ultimately then come to the realisation we're having them for everyone else, like this amazing breakthrough that we've had that we want to go and tell everyone about. And I'm sure for everyone they've had, you know, very enlightening, very, you know, significant moments in their life. But ultimately, how quick they give that away, they go to someone else to, to be validated or advocated. And it's to recognize that it's not us that are determining our fulfillment. It's how other people receive our perspective of our fulfillment. And it's ultimately that's where our disempowerment is because we're looking for someone else to go, wow, that was amazing. You're amazing. Only because we're not embracing that ourselves. So, you know... Those conversations of, I've got to tell you this thing that happened, it's amazing and how we met and everything that came together. The real irony and the truth that exists in that, when we start elevating and we start showing other people and determining to other people the great things that happened. I'm going to have to move. Sorry, mate. It's, uh, it's starting to uh, come really heavy. I'll just be 30 seconds yeah. getting into, no getting into uh, clear ground. Yes, I really appreciate what you shared there, Jason, particularly um, around navigating the darkness because often what I find is um, it's so easy to avoid looking at, you know, the shadow elements of ourselves. It um, would be challenging to fully embrace, you know, those more challenging times when for me, I know that it's like when something like that comes up, my natural default um, setting is to you know avoid it avoid confrontation or, or or don't exacerbate it when what i'm hearing you say is the the importance of 
honoring um, where we're at individually and also potentially that can extrapolate out and look at where we're at collectively, especially in a time of like massive transition um, to truly acknowledge the, the, the darker elements, as you said, not necessarily negative, but those parts of ourselves that, you know, we don't generally shine a light on. Um, particularly with the, the denser emotions such as the fear and the shame and the guilt and the, the outrage that, you know, many of us may be feeling at this time, particularly with what's going on right now. And that's why I feel um, what you have to share in this space is, is so relevant for us to, to understand that there is so much going on um, outside of ourselves in the external realm but the relevance of bringing that all back in, journeying deeper within our own hearts, within our own emotions, within our own deeper soul, and how we can reclaim the freedom that we're all yearning for by looking at those deeper triggers within. And, and whenever you're, you feel ready, I would love to um, hear you kind of elaborate on that piece around the relevance of finding the freedom within ourselves um, and using the external as a catalyst for us to feel that deeper sense um, that we all have that potential to really unlock, to go down the doorway of, if if that's something that we, we, we're willing to do. So um, glad to see you back joining me, brother. Found a nice yeah. shady spot there. Um, sorry, mate. I've had a bit of water sort of, uh, you know, like a waterfall come onto the, uh... can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear. It's all good now. So I've just lost the screen, but um, here we go. Um, yeah, it's we, we've been a lot, and I'm sorry if I don't pick up exactly from where you are, but um, we, we've been indoctrinated by words more often than not. Like you know, when we say we've got to move into our heart, um, that, that we've got to you know live by our own soul that we've got to be connected. And there's a whole range of buzzwords that we move into. But what I've learned is that for most of us, when we get down to a moment when we become unguarded and we allow ourselves to be seen, not just by ourselves, but by everyone else, the reality comes out. And the, the thing to understand, one of the biggest liberations that I want to bring to people is the fact that trauma does not exist. Trauma is a choice. When we... Trauma is an indication when we are not choosing to be in a space where we choose how we want to live our life. Now, it's not to say that people haven't been abused, people haven't been downtrodden, people haven't been the result of sinister you know, actions and strategies of others, agendas, you might say. But ultimately what it comes down to is when we are present in a moment, what is exposed to us is an infinite truth that all of the challenges, all of the problems that we had experienced prior to this moment are the building blocks that allow us to be significant in this moment. When we are not present and we are not embracing ourselves in this moment and we're unable to accept and receive our own attention, we start to focus upon the trauma and the reason why we can't do that. The only focus and the only priority for ourselves in each moment is in the embracing and the alignment and what I would call the true integration of what we are. Now, that requires us to realize that so much of our life, and look, I would say the broken models of science, the broken models of psychology, the broken models of medicine, 
are creating a dependency that causes people to not be independent and embrace themselves. For me, this prescriptive idea and the dependent structure that we've created where we go to experts, because that's what we're being conditioned to do. That when we've got a problem, when we've, whether it's a business idea, I don't know if I can get off the ground, whether it's uh, I've got a problem with my partner and I don't know how to deal with this, whether it's something that we've lost our shit in one moment and we feel completely guilty and shameful for what we said, but we didn't mean it and now we're taken and judged in a particular way, whatever it may be, our first port of call is usually to go outside of ourselves to someone else. And that becomes a habit. And in the very habit of that, we're choosing to disempower ourselves because we don't believe that we have the capacity to navigate our way forward. And when we continue to practice that, we will have temporary highs, we'll feel good for a period of time, and then it'll, it'll revolve back around. And ultimately, that's what deteriorates our relationship with ourselves. It maintains what I would call a disintegration, a separation. When we are integrated, there are no thoughts, there are no fears, there are no labels for energy. Energy is just energy. When we are disintegrated, we have fear, we have doubt, we have excitement. We have all of these things that manipulate and control us because we are not present, we're present to the results or the outcome. So the, the irony of all of this is it's so simple. It's not about doing a volume of teachings, reading scriptures, finding prose from, from ancient times or listening to particular gurus. Ultimately, the end result and, and the challenge that I find that I have with people is consistently as they elevate, as they become more aware and more engaged with themselves, is to continue to go into cells, continue to choose themselves and to understand how they have everything that they seek within them. And it's at that particular time where the distractions and the complications just fade away. We don't try to fix them. We don't try to deal with our trauma. We don't try to work on it because working on our trauma, working on our past, working on our problems, that is just a cycle. That's a hypnotic state that has been indoctrinated within us that we need to fix things. Because if we have to fix things, and the worst thing, if we're successful at fixing things, we then look for the next problem because it's what made us feel good. We go back to that habitual state of, not consciously, but unconsciously, we look for another problem. We create another problem. We then engage. And then from that particular point, we then fix that problem and we celebrate it. Now, the issue is most of the time when we celebrate it, we share it with others. And therefore, we don't integrate it within our own selves. So it never becomes a truth. It becomes something that allows other people to love us, other people to appreciate us. The, the challenge for our own self is we should never share anything with anyone until we truly understand it within our own self. Because when we do that, when we become our awareness, when we become the wisdom, when we become our experiences, there is no effort, there is no force. But what occurs is a peace and a presence and a purpose to move forward because we're not and no longer living in opposition to what we are. And, and ultimately, I, I've, I've looked at, you know, I suppose many things over the years and, and we used to do some, you know, deep elongated practices that were, were, I would say were profound and, you know, did everything in, in a range of different ways for different people in their life, from high performance to overcoming terminal illness to um, relationship, everything that was significant to people. But ultimately, the biggest challenge for me was allowing that to be simple 
and allowing it to be just about simple processes and practices that we already do, not introducing breakthrough ideas, not introducing a latest fad, not introducing another modality, but getting down to the core of what works all of the time. And for, for me, as I was, was gonna mention before, is for us to recognize true alignment in our life, and this is a big flip for many people to, to experience, is that we stop projecting and talking about all the great things in our life because if they're integrated, they come through us. We're radiant, we're, we're glowing, we're, we're engaged and enlivened by that. We don't need to prove that to anyone else because that's what we are. When we are most aligned is when we become present and aware of the things that are not supporting us, that we're not aware of. Because if we're celebrating, let's just put it this way, if we're celebrating that alignment, it's because it's rare. It's because we're so used to being in this disintegrated, disconnected state, but it's normal and it's relative to us. So then when we have something good happen, we go, wow, this is amazing and it's an interruption. When we are in a connected and integrated state, what we start to realize are the problems that we perceive or the challenges that are coming up. And they are coming up in an advocation and a confirmation that this thing doesn't support me, that I'm now able to move through it. And it's those things that become rare in our life because we observe them and allow ourselves to move through them. So it's about you know, recognizing and celebrating when something comes up that we identify that is not supporting us, that is not elevating us, but that comes down to an individual understanding how to move through that. And once we understand how to move through that, the irony of what happens in people's lives is they don't have those traumas anymore because they understand how to move through it. I had a, um, an experience uh, about a year ago with, um, you know, with all of the circus that's going on in the world at the moment that we've all created. For some of us, we're, we're giving power to some group of people to say that they've, they've enforced it upon us. But until we realize we created it, we're, we're still going to be subjected to it. And we're going to go around in a merry-go-round hoping that things will change or a savior will arrive. But I, I, I was speaking to an, a person who led one thing led to another. It was a political thing I was going down for. And it was in Canberra. And it, it got told, you know, it's, there's, there's heavy mandates and, you know, they won't let you off the plane and without a mask and all the rest of it. And, I choose not to wear anything along those lines and it's just, that's my choice. Ultimately, because I take responsibility for myself. So the thing is, I, ha I was given a, a form to say that I don't have to wear a mask. Now, when I went to the airport, two people sitting next to me were sitting there without a mask. They got hassled by the police. They got hassled by the, by the airport workers as to why they weren't and they have to and they should. I was sitting one seat away from them they looked at me, didn't say a thing. I, I walked to another part of the airport, went through, and the people in front of me with the bags had a couple of people in front. They got, you know, questioned and everything else. I didn't. I had this particular, I was hoping someone asked me. I was hoping someone came forward and said, you know, because I wanted just to understand and I love the human behavior aspect of it. A lady, when we were checking in, went up to the counter and pointed to me, you know, in amongst the crowd and started saying, that guy over there. And because I was willing and wanting to experience that, it never came to me. Because I was ready to receive the difficulty and the challenge, I never had it there. But when we sit in fear and worry and wonder, we're projecting and receiving that and we create that all the time. So, you know, I, I understand that when we embody something and we allow ourselves the time and space to understand it within ourselves as it relates to us, there is nothing to fear. 
And it's to realize that fear, like trauma, is one of our greatest wisdoms if we understand what it is, but it's those moments where we become most present with ourselves. In fear, we are so present to the power of what we are. We just are so fearful that making a mistake, we don't want to get it wrong, but we are engaged in all of what we are in that moment. Same with trauma. Trauma is reminding us of moments where we were engaged and present in that moment. And then we can see whether it's a negative impact that it's having on us now, what we are seeing is how much, when we are in a state of presence, how much it creates in my life and whether that may be a destructive thing at this moment, it's not whether it's good or bad, it's to realize that when I'm present, how much I shape and I create my life. And if I can use that in a way that moves me forward, I then can understand the laws of existence rather than hoping or wishing that it would be different. Beautifully said, Jason. I love the way that you kind of articulate the, the experience of what we're going through as human beings and what's coming up. And for me, what I'm hearing from you is that naturally our default level of um, embodiment is that we, we are whole, we are complete, we are essentially divinely created with, with potential to create magic. Yet it's the attachment to those um kind of darker elements of disintegration that that limit us and hold us back and a key piece that that i would love for you to elaborate on um particularly with your experience and i love the the piece that you shared around um not introducing anything new to practice but i'm curious for those who are looking for you know a reintegration practice or the tools to be able to um, if, if anyone's listening to this right now and they're really resonating with what you're sharing and they find truth in these words that, that you're speaking, the key element that you meant to, mentioned was the words and how they're governing our consciousness. And I just wanted to invite anyone who's tuning in right now, if you had any um, uh, questions, just write them in the chat section there. Just leave us a comment. Let us even know where you're tuning in from while we have Jason with us. And um, we could get him to really elaborate on that. But the key piece is um, the practices that, are essential for everyone and I understand they might be different for different people but based on your experience what do you feel would be relevant for most people to um, to really dive into and commit to to reintegrate back into themselves particularly with what's happening um, right now and, and is that even essential or how do we how do we just do what we naturally do on a daily basis but amplify that to a, a new level that allows us to be at that default level of connected wholeness that we were born into this life to be mm. um well one of the uh, i'll go into the practice in just a moment but just to preface that is it's to realize that when we're most confronted by ourselves is when we choose to move forward our ego or what people would like to consider the concept of the ego which is a man-made thought-based creation it doesn't exist it is something that we rely upon and we choose to, to create in order to support ourselves in our own choices to deny what we are because we don't understand what we are. We've been told and, and we don't accept things that are not true so that it becomes this you know, challenge. Um, so for example, our ego or our limitations or those things that oppose us will always appear when we have like this amazing idea that explodes within us and we go, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna move forward. We, we can't change this and we won't change it. It's a matter of being prepared and understanding it. That when we go to move forward, our ego will become most present. 
when we choose to change the way that we're living, the choose to elevate the, the experience we're having is about letting go of what has been previously. And look, it doesn't matter what, whether we love something or we don't love it. Whenever we let it go, there's a romantic part of, oh, I actually like that thing. Even if it was something that I can't wait to, to let go of, we start to see the beauty of it as we release it. We start to appreciate it for what it was and things that we value as well. We start to see that. So what, what becomes important to realize is that if we are intending to grow, the things that come into our life as we go to grow are the things that are not supporting us. And they come to us to say, do you want this to be part of your life anymore? And that reinstigates an inevitable truth within us, our choices, what we choose to create, those things that we've held on to, those things that we've invited in, those things that we've maintained in our life previously, do we still want to hold on to? Now, one of the biggest challenges in life is, is the concept of making a decision. Because a decision is not about moving forward. A decision opens up a space so we can have choices to move forward. A decision is about a process of letting go. The word decision is to cut away. And that the very wording of that is in our own life, what's challenging for most of us is that when we want to move forward, we realize the challenge that comes in leadership, in being an example to others is that we, in order to find you know, prosperity, in order to find our own truth, we have to let go. So it's important to realize that no matter what you do, when you start to move forward, what is going to come and what will be inevitable are the things that don't support you. And it's now asking for you to how you can release them. Most of us do that releasing in a very, you know, aggressive, angry, frustrated, and sometimes a screaming and shouting type of way. For some of us, we do that in anger and screaming and shouting to people that we love because it's the only way that we know to release and let go. This builder. The important thing is that when we understand that no matter what happens when we move forward, we're going to be confronted by that chaos. Now, once we understand the how to, how to move through chaos, we can start doing that gracefully. When we do that gracefully, we start to receive things gracefully because in the same way that we release something will be the same way that we receive something. It's, a, it's on a parody. We, we can't release something in anger and frustration and then suddenly go into this grace of receiving. What instigates a great level of receiving in people's lives, which we can learn and start to create from a very powerful place, is learning the grace of letting go. So th there's many practices that, you know, I suppose I've been exposed to from, you know, deep energetic practices, uh, from meditations to, to ancient um, philosophy and, and a whole range of things that, that I explored or was exposed to and, and things that are profound you know, from remote healing, all of these things that, that, that I suppose are outside of our common teaching. But one of the things that I know to be absolute and until people actually are able to do this, nothing will change or sustain in the longer term, no matter how hard we work. The first thing that we must learn is how to release, how to let go. Because the very nature of our own existence as well is that energy exists and it moves to us and through us. Everything that holds us back is what is stuck within us, what we hold onto. And we only hold onto something because we don't understand it. We don't know how to recreate it. We don't realize that it's already a part of our experience. So we possess it and ultimately it possesses us. So the practice of releasing has no peer and, and it, for me after being exposed to a lot of things over the years to come to that simple awareness 
my focus is to teach and share things that not work occasionally, but always work. That put you in a particular position that it's always going to support and sustain you every time you invest in it. And the irony, Shay, is that when people realize that, it's not the fact that, wow, I've understood it. The biggest confrontation for people is there's no more drama. There's no more excuse. There's no more resistance because I actually understand how to move through this. And that's what confronts people more than the trauma itself. It's the resistance to move into their own significance. So the thing is with releasing, you don't need to fix things. You don't need to do You're just facilitating, creating an environment to allow things to be as they are, to stop interrupting. And this is where the mind and the thoughts and all that come. Like the, the mind itself, just the word, I mean, it goes again into that whole thing of holding on to mind something. It's these words are not by mistake. Our ability to be free is determined in the value of what we let go because we would only let go of it in the understanding that we can recreate it. Not just as a theory, but as a reality. So we, we have a whole range of practices that, that we share with people. I mean, there's simple things that, you know, we, we get a lot of our um, community to, to practice such things as get a pen and paper, spend 15 minutes a day just writing into your own brilliance. What is it about you that is brilliant? What is it about you that's significant? People don't do that. And you wonder why we continually focus on the things that are problems, that are not working. Consider the conversations, um, you know, to imagine me coming and meeting you and saying, say, you know, what I'm amazing at. Like, you, you've got to see how good I am at doing this. And I'm probably the best in the world at doing that. People start going, oh, who's this guy? I think he is. But why is it that we don't elevate people for, for starting to explore that? So... What I would say in writing into your own brilliance is such a powerful practice because, first of all, it's not just writing and going, wow, I had this amazing insight. It's to first realize how difficult it is to do that. Where do I start? Am I doing it right? What am I supposed to be getting out of this? This is the adventure of life. These are the unexplored worlds that you can, that you can step into. Is like, and the consideration comes after a number of days of having the discipline to follow through and do it to go far out. What is within, like all of this stuff that is here, and then eventually we move into something where we start to consider how many opportunities are available to us that we get into the divine reality that the highest expression of energy is organization, that things are allowed to be where they are most prevalent to grow and to expand and to integrate with everything else. And that becomes something within each of us. Beautifully said there, Jason. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing, man. I really like that practice. That sounds like a really good takeaway for everyone who's watching right now to um, just integrate into their daily lives in the morning or afternoon. And um, often, you know, I find myself writing a lot of lists and things to do, but not necessarily things to be and, and, and what I am. So I love that so much. I just had a um, great question come through and I'd love your perspective on it from someone on Facebook. They've just said, when someone says they are a recovering alcoholic and been sober for 10 years, are they holding on to a problem? It's a great question. Absolutely. And I'd love, I love your take on that one, Jason. Absolutely. Um, for sure. I mean, it's, it's how they're defining themselves. It's, um, you know, the, there's those concepts of, we were speaking about this the other day with a group of people that, you know, there's this idea in consciousness and, and spirituality that you've got to be serious. You've got to get deep. <clears throat> 
and you know going out and partying and getting loose and all the rest of it is indulgent and it's of the dark side and you shouldn't be doing that you've got to be whole completely pure that is that is to me one of the greatest lies and the, and the greatest challenges and burdens that are put upon people that want to find a deeper reality in their own truth it's to realize that there's nothing wrong with alcohol there's nothing wrong with drugs there's nothing wrong with any particular thing that exists in this particular space except for the relationship we have with it so if we are continuing to maintain a relationship that i'm a recovering alcoholic that hasn't been released or let go and it still defines that particular person and the interesting thing is that in a, in a five-minute practice something that we're actually sharing um coming in the next couple of weeks that a five-minute practice each day 10 years and this is look i suppose just to go back this is what really when you asked me about the callus before this is what got me into this space i remember we used to do a lot of things in in consulting in different areas but i remember sitting with a with an individual that we, we took through a very basic practice and they then after this significant change in their life they, they then started sharing about how they'd been working with a psychologist for 20 years and they thought for that 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 was normal and they still hadn't moved past what they do now to me we as individuals can change anything at any particular moment when we make the decision to do so. So many, so much of our lives is caught up in this judgment of what we should be, what we should do in our own disempowerment of not actually taking the responsibility to make our own decisions. So when I define myself as what I was, I'm ultimately inviting a death into my own life. I'm living in a particular place where I'm here to live, but I'm reminding myself and attaching myself to something that has already been, something that's died, something that's gone, something that no longer lives that I keep breathing life into. Now, I'm not saying that it's easy to just suddenly let go of that, but what I focus upon is definitive practices so you can become present in this moment. You're not defined by who you were or what you're going to become. You're defined by your experience and how you relate to yourself at this moment. So... The, the, the very nature that things are bad and good is just a condition of disintegration. How I choose to use alcohol, how I choose to use medicine, how I choose to use a gun, that is all completely up to me and in my own form of expression. But to see something that has control over me because it's good or bad, I mean, this, this might challenge some people, and this is the narrative that's been brought recently in a whole range of that the climate's going to kill us if it's not the climate, it's 5G. And if it's not 5G, it's the vaccines. If it's not that, it's going to be tyranny and then all of these other things that exist. I would stand very clearly here and say to, to people that in, in a short period of time that they can get themselves into a particular space that eventually becomes autonomic with things like 5G, things like cancer, things like any condition, even taking the vaccine and realising it's something I don't want and it's having an impact upon me. Those things can be reversed in any particular moment if we choose. The biggest challenge is letting go of the expert opinion that you now put yourself in a position to be your authority and determine that not to be true. And to me, that's what this is all about. But it's not about the fear of what's coming. It's about realizing, well, wait a second, if that's coming, what is it within me that I can do to overcome that? Because throughout history, people have survived, people have thrived and people have grown. Nothing has stopped us because we're still here. So if we want to start to get caught up, get stuck in 
these things are coming to us and we want to fight against them, we are only breathing life into the very thing that we don't want. 5G is a frequency. Every frequency exists. Nothing can be created or destroyed. It's your relationship with it and to recognize that significance that comes in the, yeah, but what about this? But what about that? But what about this person? So, but what about all of these things? That becomes a very disintegration of our own self where we're not prepared to take a responsibility and first of all say, you know what? Well, that's possible, but I don't know how to do that. And it's in that moment that we become liberated because I go, well, I don't know. Then I can accept new information. But if I want to tell you, no, 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 that's not possible. No, you can't do that. No, that won't work. I've seen this. It's happened to me and these people. Well, there you'll be. You'll be stuck in that moment. And that's what I'm saying. It's the choice that we have at any particular point in time when we understand how to do one thing and just navigate the unknown, navigate the darkness. Everything else surrenders to it. And in the same way, everything will surrender to your attention. Try and give, you give real attention to someone who you hate. And I mean real attention to actually understand them. They will become someone you love. That hate cannot sustain that. That hate is just ignorance. It's where I'm not prepared to give attention to understand, but where instead I want to project upon them what I think that they are. Keeps me safe so I don't have to consider what I would like to do to change. And that's... um. But there's some, I suppose, some deeper concepts in there. But the, the, the irony is the simplicity that I've learned is in our being and our body. And there's one thing that I would say is practices like meditation and what meditation has become bastardized to be these days. And, and it is nothing much more than a drug at times because it allows people to have a temporary high, something they can escape to. The thing is, if we have to keep prescribing into something, it doesn't work. There's an opposition there that doesn't allow it to be a part of ourselves and integrate. If we're practicing meditation for year after year after year after year, and we stop that and we feel some sort of level of, of reduction in our own experience and relationship to ourselves, there's something that we're holding and maintaining that opposes that very thing. It's not bad. It's just to understand there's something within us that's not receiving it because we're perceiving that to be a good thing. That's what's sustaining me. That's what I'm relying upon and dependent upon. When we go into so state, meditation is a very advanced practice that brings into a state of integration in our brain, which then allows us to access greater levels of capacity and our seven senses and now ultimately our noble senses of awareness, where we can start to see everything as it is rather than separated parts of what we hear and what we, what we see and those opposing each other. I'm not quite sure what that means and what to trust and what to believe. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.